step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Welcome to Behind the Mask with Cassandra Perkins. Listen today as we show you how to love God, love people, and impact the world for Christ. I was made to love. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Behind the Mask. I'm your host, Cassandra Perkins, and thanks so much for tuning in to the show today. We have an incredible message that needs to just be put out into the world that just we need to stream it. We need to put it everywhere. We truly just need to put it out there. And I really believe that if we share these messages and so, you know, sometimes it's difficult to talk about because it does involve things like struggles and, and dark periods of time. And it's, it's hard to talk about. It's hard to put out there. But I think when we do, we truly get rid of that stigma that surrounds it. And that's what's so so we, we just want to get rid of this stigma for really anything, but specifically you know, with veteran suicide. And I really, really believe that if we talk about this and we have the conversation, then people will be more open in themselves to be able to have the conversation to open up and see that they're not alone and that there's so many other people out there who can relate maybe not to your exact circumstances or exactly how you're feeling but in general this dark feeling that we all go through there's somebody out there who who can help you and who can put you in and give you the tools that you need or you can find the tools that you need to to cope with this yourself and to be able to get through these times and it's so hard and it's so difficult but I think that if we spread this message and, and bring awareness to it, that is when we can truly solve it. That's when we can truly find the solution. And, you know, it's difficult because in world in the world, we just want to make everything happy and make everything better and that everything's peachy and grand and, and perfect, especially when it comes to social media. We, we want to put all of this amazing good stuff that our life is just perfect. And that's just not how it is. That's just not how it is. So when I find somebody who has been through struggles, who has been through difficult times and is putting this message and using their voice in such an amazing way, I want to honor them and share their story, such as my guest today, Ernesto Rodriguez. He is, he's the definition of that. He has taken this dark period that he's gone through and said, I want to make this movement. I want to put this out into the world. I want to share this message. And and that is what I think we should all do with our with our voices is really preach of whatever message speaks on our heart, our passion, our purpose. And you know, and even if it does stem from a dark period in our life, maybe we have to go through that so we can help somebody else. And it's truly amazing that the movement that he has just created here in, in God forth with. Let me explain a little bit about who he is before we bring him onto the show. So uh, he served 15 years with the United States Army. Uh, he served 
two tours in Iraq and two tours in Afghanistan, which is huge. And to be able to, you know, leave there and he, he'll talk about it more, but to, to go from a place like that into normal civil life, that's, I can't even imagine. I can't even, I can't even put myself in that position to imagine how difficult that can be. And, and again, the stigma surrounding that. So to be able to do that and go through dark times as a lot of our veterans do, I mean, people don't even know that 22 veterans take their life every single day. That's insane. That is crazy. I mean, more veterans are taking their lives than they're dying in war and, and dying. It's insane. It's a crazy number. So to even bring awareness to people who haven't heard that can really help other people. I truly believe that. So he took this struggle that he went through and he said, I want to bring awareness to this. I want to go out and preach this message. And so he just had this incredible idea and we'll dive into it more with him that he wanted to walk 2,200 miles to raise awareness for the 22 veterans that take their life every single day. And he left on a veterans day, November 11th. And the, <laughs> he started in his hometown, which is Clarksville, Tennessee. And he walked all the way to California, Santa Monica pier, uh, and just finished on the 19th it's insane and it's so cool to see this story and to see the the group that has surrounded him with love and, and and you know he'll tell you that it's not about him that it's you know he's here for this message but it's so cool that his message has rallied this people to support this cause and it's just an incredibly remarkable story and I'm so happy to be able to talk to him and just talk about this journey so without further ado let's welcome my guest for today Ernesto Rodriguez are you there my friend hello hello thanks so much for for being on today and i know you're still in california in the hustle and bustle over there but i appreciate you taking the time to come on the show today no yeah of course absolutely i mean this is it's incredible to see this journey that you went on and just to be able to follow that and see the message just be spread. And we have the amazing ability today to have that social media presence and to be able to put our lives on social media. So here you are walking through the desert, you're live streaming, you know, you're walking on train tracks, you're doing all these things and you're putting it out there. And here you are walking with the American flag on your back. It's incredible. It was an incredible journey. And I'm just so happy that you went through that and got to experience that and now you can share the message with everybody else and you know continue yeah. that on so thank you for for doing that i appreciate you of course yeah no i remember the time of beepers where where everybody had to actually communicate face to face yeah um, <laughs> but no i mean social media is a great tool if it's used correctly yeah. um and I, I think one of the methods that i used was because we have unfortunately a lot of people have a very short attention span and you have to capture them with entertainment and yeah. once you capture them with entertainment, then you can educate and inspire. And that's kind of the method that I was using as I was walking. Wow. That's insane. That's very cool. And it's very true that, you know, the world does have a very short attention span today. And to be able to share a message and, and capture the attention of people, uh, here you are doing something that people can't even imagine doing. Walking, you know, across the United States is crazy in itself. But here you are saying, yes, look at this crazy thing I'm doing, but I'm doing this for a reason. Now, I would love to dive into really where your story starts, you know, diving into uh, the army and why you got involved in that. Would you mind talking about that a little bit? 
Yeah, sure. Um, so basically when I was 19, um, it was July of 2001 is when I started basic training. I, uh, I went in for, for college money and I went in because I was kind of bored with what I was doing, you know, with my life. And I, I, I didn't really have a, a set path at the time. Uh, I wanted to get into acting and I wanted to get into a good art school, but I didn't have the money for it. So I decided to join the army for that. Um, but that was in July of 2001, which was a few months before 9-11. Um, and I'm, I'm, I was raised and educated in New Jersey, which is right next to New York. Um, so I had a lot of friends and family that would commute into New York City. And I remember that day very, very well. We were, we were doing rifle marksmanship that day. And our drill sergeant said, get in the bus. Something just happened. And we thought it was a drill. We, we didn't know what was happening. And they said the Twin Towers had been hit. And we thought we were going on an exercise. So everybody thought it was a joke. And um, I remember them turning on the TV uh, at basic training, and they never did that back then. Um, and we saw the footage, and everybody just was floored. You could the the, the whole room just got very very quiet. Um, and that's when I felt the the need to continue. Um, and I stayed in 15 years. Um, and I, I was in the first operation at Iraqi Freedom. Uh, and since from that day forward, um, I felt like I was serving, but at the same time, I, I felt like I was losing myself a little bit every time I got on that plane to go to Iraq and Afghanistan. Hmm. Um, it, it's such a weird feeling to lose your, I want to call it humanity because there's no other real word for it. Um, and to get back into the grind of, of civilian life, which is just as difficult, but in a different way. Um, my, my mind couldn't process being, you know, in both places at once. Wow. I can't even imagine how, how difficult that is to experience that. And, you know, you're trained a certain way in the army to act a certain way and to repress certain emotions and feelings, correct? Uh, to a certain degree, yes. Uh, I mean, the the best way I can put it um, is you're you're you have to imagine when you're in combat because I was an infantryman and that's where the guys are kicking doors, you know. Um, you have to look at everything as a target, and, and, and I and I say that because if you look at something and you say. Or if you look at someone and you say, this is a father, a son, you know, um, they have a family. They, they had a job before they, we started this war. Um, if you think those things, you, you can't pull the trigger. But at the same time, your survival instinct has to kick in because it's, it's you or them, you know? Wow. So, but eventually you're going to remember those things that happened to you. And you're going to remember that that was a father, that was a son, that was a daughter, that was a mother. Um, and and that's when it really hits you. And that usually doesn't happen until you're home and you have time to think and reflect on it. Wow. Yeah, I can't I can't even imagine how that is to to have to think like that. And um, for you, I mean, you you kind of went through this period of, of darkness a little bit where you were just you felt hopeless. And, you know, I think I think we all as a society do feel like that sometimes that life would just be easier if we were gone. 
for you, what was it that really, you know, made you feel that way that, you know, you didn't think you could go on any longer? Well, after I got back from my last deployment, um, my fourth deployment, it was to Afghanistan. Um, I, I had a family. I had a, a, a wonderful family um, that I loved very much, but I didn't know how to give that love back because I was still repressing my own emotions. Yeah. And when you repress things, you have to repress everything. So, unfortunately, I lost my 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 wife and daughter. Uh, you know, um, we divorced, and uh, it was a really dark and rough period. And I was sitting by myself, and uh, I just I, I thought it would be easier for everybody, you know, if if I was if I was gone. Um, but I do want to say this, and I, and and it's it's for people that are having these emotions to understand that it's not everybody thinks you're going to have this release. Like it's over, you know, like I, I can, I can take care of everybody now, which is something I've heard from a lot of people that have attempted or have been through that, that path. Um, my feeling was very, very different. Um, I remember very vividly fading. I was, I was fading away and, um, I didn't feel relief. I didn't feel peace. I felt fear, a very, very deep sense of fear. Um, and and I'm I'm so lucky. I'm so happy that I I woke up the next day. Wow. You know? Wow. Yeah. To to have to go through that alone is a very traumatic experience. And just personally, I know how hard it is to even relive that. I mean, I've, uh, I've attempted suicide myself and to have to relive that moment. And especially as what you're doing now and, and, you know, being a speaker and, you know, you're going to write a book and doing these things to have to relive those moments and talk about them. It's difficult. And I, I just am so honored that you would, you know, come on my show and talk about that. And, and you're just such a brave person and someone who's, you know, and I know that you say it's not about you and it's the message. But for, for me, I look at somebody like you, who's just so strong willed and is able to sit here and talk about themselves like that. It's it's very remarkable. And I think what you're doing is you can really, truly save lives, can really, truly save lives. Because, you know, I sit here myself and am so thankful that, you know, I didn't succeed with suicide and I'm so blessed and thankful for that and you know that uh, if we can share this message then maybe somebody will have the the power to reach out to use their voice and to get help because even in a world where you feel so so helpless and so hopeless that there is this this hope and it's hard to see that when you're going through a difficult time but there is this hope and we want to talk about how you guys can find help so I mean if you guys are dealing with feeling suicidal thoughts as we're talking right now please just call a suicide hotline you can call 1-800-273-8255 or even you can go to veteranscrisisline.net and just just be able to have somebody to talk to at that moment right at this time but you know we're going to dive into we're going to take a quick break but we return we're going to talk to Ernesto a little bit about this journey how he found his voice and wanted to take this kind of dark time and turn it around into this incredible amazing message stay tuned we'll be right back with Ernesto Rodriguez who breaks the power of sin and darkness whose love is mighty and so much stronger the king of glory the king above all kings 
The war had been going on for two years and I got the calling. I got the calling to, to join the service and support the boys over there. Thousands of American troops have come home from the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan, suffering the effects of post-traumatic stress and traumatic brain injuries. I never thought that I would have PTSD. I thought that I had enough coping skills. I don't think anybody who goes into combat could ever honestly say that they're not different when they come home. What you take as a simple thing is not so simple for me anymore. I'm gonna have my good days and my bad days, and I really don't like those bad days. I would say to those people that are out there, uh, don't brush us aside and don't count us out. Help the USO support these troops and their families. Donate today at giveuso.org. The wounds are invisible. The stories are real. Hello, this is Cassandra Perkins, host of Behind the Mask. And Scott Glazer, executive director for NAMI Colorado. 250,000 plus people suffer from mental illnesses right here in Colorado. These illnesses include depression, bipolar disorder, schizophrenia, obsessive compulsive disorder, and others. If you think you may be suffering from these conditions, know that you are not alone. You can find resources and help at namicolorado.org and nami.org to find screening tools and ideas for how to work with a mental illness. We will never fully understand what we've asked of our military service members, of their families or their children, asking them to deploy, patrol, stay on watch, on point, asking them to put themselves in harm's way, to endure it all. But we do understand that it's our turn, our duty, to bring them all the way home, to keep them secure, to have their backs for the rest of their lives. Wounded Warrior Project long-term support programs do whatever it takes to help our most severely ill or injured veterans live independently at no cost for life so that they might stand at ease. Find out how you can help at findwwp.org. Welcome back, everyone. I'm joined over the phone with Ernesto Rodriguez. He has been on this incredible journey that I've been so blessed to be able to follow and keep up with. So on Veterans Day, November 11th, 2016, he started in his hometown, which is Clarksville, Tennessee, and he walked 2,200 miles all the way to California to uh, raise awareness for 22 veterans who take their life every single day. And it's such a hard number to swallow and it's such a hard number to face. But I think if we, we discuss it and we get rid of the stigma, that it, that we can hopefully bring that number down and, and you know save lives. I truly believe that. And I really think that's what my guest today is doing. So, Ernesto, are you still there with us? I sure am. 
Well, thanks so much again for sharing your message and just talking about this. I would love to jump into really where you found your voice because it's, 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 a, it's a pretty remarkable thing. Speaking from experience, when you find that you know, that passion, that calling for for what you're supposed to do, and sadly, it, you know, it stems from for a lot of people, it stems through the dark times, and you know, we don't want to have people to have to go through the dark times to find their passion. We want to, you know, maybe we had to go through that so somebody else doesn't have to, and they can find their voice. But for you, where did you find this voice that you just wanted to get out there and and share this message? And and where in the world did you come up with this? incredible idea to just start walking well so i retired out of the military uh march of last year um and i started walking in november um in between that time i was actually on a radio show um i was more the tech guy so i took care of the cameras and the audio um but it evolved into me being actually on on mic um so i i became a little more comfortable um with that process but we had a uh, a guest on, and he had walked a thousand miles from uh, Tennessee to uh, Florida to raise funds for a single mother who had just been diagnosed with cancer. Um, so it kind of started off as a dare. Um, he said, "One day I'm going to walk again. You should come with me." And and I said, "Sure, let's do it." Uh, I just kind of upped the ante a little bit, and I decided, "Why don't we do?" California. And as I was looking through the mileage, um, I realized it was close to that number 22. Uh, and I said, we need to detour a little bit and make sure that we hit that 22 mark because I wanted to give back. Uh, I wanted to give back to, to veterans. I wanted to give back to people who have served um, because I was in, in the service myself. And this is not to negate other people that have post-traumatic stress. Uh, this is not to negate um, that suicide is a very real thing that we all deal with, and it's not just veterans. But because I was a veteran myself, I, I wanted to make sure that we lowered that number a little bit. Right. Right, absolutely. And I, I think that is so incredible how this you know came over you and you wanted to share this message. I mean, what was going through your head when you saw this just take off? And what was the journey like when you started? Can we talk about what it was like when you started this journey? It was uh, <clears throat> very isolated. I, I, I remember closing my door, and I almost didn't even take that first step. I, 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 I was afraid and nervous of what was going to happen. Uh, and I originally just thought it was just going to be people back home kind of rooting me on. And uh, it took a life of its own. And, and I, people kept connecting. People kept getting on the page and, and, and watching the journey. And it got to a point where people were messaging me and and telling me their story and telling me what they went through um, or the survivors of the victims that we've lost um, just just needing comfort. And if anything, that's that's what we need to do. We need to provide comfort mm. uh, and we need to provide a, a little bit of solidarity together, uh, you know, and, and 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 make people understand that you don't have to be afraid to talk about it. Uh, the more we allow that fear to come in, uh, the, the less the problem will be solved. Yeah, absolutely. And the more we let it take control of us, I, I truly believe as well. For you, 
walking uh, this is it's just incredible to me to even you know think of walking that far and, and walking that long you know november 11th to for from april 19th is when you finished it's insane and not only that you know, you're carrying this huge backpack and you're walking with your american flag and it's insane to me it's so cool what what was it like to you know go through these different places what was it like to meet the communities there what were people like uh, it was painful. Yeah. <laughs> it, got, it got more painful as I went through. Uh, definitely did some damage to my feet. Um, but I would do it all over again because I met so many great people uh, as I was walking. Um, and I met so many organizations that help as well. So, you know, I, I was able to meet. Um, well, I started off with Reboot Combat Recovery, which uh, is a uh, support group for for. Uh, people that suffer from post-traumatic stress or have gone through um, uh, a suicide attempt or have had thoughts of suicide. Mm -hmm. um, I've, I've met 22 Kill. I've met uh, Good Canine Academy, uh, uh, American Soldier Network. I, I've met so many organizations that truly want to help. And wow. we have to do our research on those organizations because uh, not every nonprofit is the same. Uh, and and unfortunately, because suicide is such a uh, an important topic, people can take advantage of that. Yeah. Uh, Business-minded people can take advantage of that. So we have to make sure that we do our research and make sure that those funds are going to nonprofits that truly are helping. Absolutely, and and to find a place where we are, you know, even yourself being able to meet these people and say, hey, these are people who want to help. What a what a huge opportunity! What an amazing opportunity to find people who sincerely want to help and can help other people. It's a, it's huge. Now, I want people to be able to find you. I mean, you have so many goals, motivational speaking, and in a book, a book that's going to be written. I'm so excited. Would you mind sharing where my listeners can get in contact with you and, and stay? up to date with your life of course uh, i changed all my usernames on twitter instagram and facebook to at nerdnesto n-e-r-d-n-e-s-t-o uh, that way they can find me on all those platforms uh the 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 most that i post is usually on facebook because that's where i can do the lives yeah and and actually connect with with the community it's incredible. It's so cool. And it's been, again, it's just been this amazing journey to have social media there to just watch this and, and be able to spread this message so wide. And it's so cool to even hear from you how you thought that it was just going to be this support from your hometown. And here is this just amazing community rallying around you and supporting you and, and, and just for this message, for this message. And that is what's so important. Now, I just want people to be able to find you and also if anybody's struggling right now with feeling suicidal, with you know, thoughts of struggle and darkness, just please reach out to somebody. You can call 1-800-273-8255 and please just go reach out to somebody and, and get through this one, this one second, the next second, take it step by step and you know you will see that light and start to find that light. Go check out Ernesto, go check out everything he's doing. If you want to know more information about him as well as myself, be sure to go to my website. You can go to cassandraperkinsradio.com. We'll be right back. Oh Lord have mercy on this weary soul. Down 
Hi, this is Cassandra Perkins from Behind the Mask. And this is Mark Mara with Champion of Choices. Major depression affects more than 120 million people around the world. Suicide is now the second leading cause of death with students ages 10 through 24. Like my good friend Mark says, happiness is the key to success, and we all have that choice to make in life. There is a light at the end of the tunnel, so reach out to those around you and be the voice. We become who we surround ourselves with. Your friends, they're like elevators. They're either going to take you up or they're going to take you down. Find out more information at thinkpods.org. Thinkpods.org. The following letter was written by Technical Sergeant Jerry G., U.S. Air Force. I've just finished reading over some of the correspondence you've sent us over here. And for an old dog like me, I was choked up. Thanks to each and every one of you. You're the reason why I have proudly put on the uniform of the American forces to serve folks like you, those we all love and honor, and those who do not have what we have but who are willing to stand next to us and fight for their own freedom as well. So the next time you see one of my brothers or sisters in arms, shake their hands or pat them on the back. Tell them you support them. This is what we cherish more than anything. Your support may be the most important thing our troops can carry with them. But don't take our word for it. Take theirs. To show your support, visit americasupportsyou.mil. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Defense and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Cassandra Perkins. This is Deputy John Arnold with the Douglas County Sheriff's Office. Did you know that over 1,006,000 car accidents are caused from texting and driving each year? Also, you have a 23% greater chance of being involved in a motor vehicle accident while texting and driving. If you get a text, it can wait. Pull over to a safe location. Nothing is that important. Don't Don't drive drive while while intoxicated. Welcome back, everyone. I'm joined over the phone with Ernesto Rodriguez. He is doing some incredible, incredible things. During uh, his 15 years with the United States Army, he served two tours in Iraq and two in Afghanistan. And after he got out just last year, he really went and uh, just changed. He's spreading this message and sharing what's on his heart. He started November 11th and started walking and just walking 2,200 miles to raise awareness for the 22 veterans that take their life every single day. And he finished. His final destination was at Santa Monica Pier on the 19th of this month. And to see that he is just making this huge difference and just spreading this message and just walking is truly remarkable. And I would love to dive more into what this journey was like for him. So, Ernesto, are you still on the phone with us? Yes, I am. Thanks again so much for for being here and just having this conversation. It's so cool to hear this journey and to hear this message be spread so worldwide and so globally and that it's just it's all out there. And I I love that you you did something so astonishing like walking 2200 miles, but here you are with this incredible message. Now, I got to know because you you're walking and you shared a little bit about you know the nights. What were the the nights like? Here you are walking and walking what what were the nights like in these places where you you didn't know anybody you're just walking that that's that's exactly what it was I, I i didn't know anybody there so the moments were always very fleeting i would meet very amazing people um but 
I knew the next day I was either going to move on or, you know, two or three days, you know, and, and that, that connection would be gone. Um, so it, it, even though I was meeting all these people, I still felt very isolated. It was still very lonely. Mm-hmm. Um, but the great thing is some of those people actually stayed with me through the whole journey. So it got to the point when I did my last five miles to the Santa Monica Pier, people flew in from Virginia and Dallas just to finish the, the, the last few miles with me. Wow. That's crazy. And the, and the fact that those connections, it just shows that this message is so important and so impactful that it needs to be spread like that. So not only were you walking 2,200 miles, but as we mentioned a little bit before, you're carrying this very heavy backpack. And on top of that, a huge American flag. Would you mind kind of uh, telling us what you carried on your back? Yeah, of course. Uh, I originally started, I I didn't kind of know what I was doing when I left. So I had 67 pounds uh, on my back when I first started. to, not to include the American flag, which obviously, when the wind hits, it kind of drags you a little bit. Um, and it was just a, a, a plain American flag that you would put, you know, on your front porch. I bought it at Walmart. Um, and uh, as I, as I progressed, the, the bag progressed as well. So the only three original things that I have with me uh, was the flag, which I left on the Santa Monica Pier. I taped it up on one of the posts at the Santa Monica Pier. Uh, I still have the the bag. Uh, I refuse to change bags. Um, and my coffee cup, my tin coffee cup, is the, are the only three things that I have that are original. <laughs> That's so cool. And the fact that those are mementos, in a sense, of just this this journey that you went on is incredible. Now, uh, you know, I love that you talk about it. And, you know, you talk about the, the difficult times as well and how it wasn't all just peachy and grand, as you can imagine, walking that far. Uh, what are what were some of the, you know, I know you talk about it's, it's uh, you know, you talk about a lot of the scary times during that that time as well, being completely isolated alone in these places. What what were some of the the scary times that you went through while on this journey? Oh, jeez. Uh, <laughs> uh, the first the first uh, scary scary part was uh, I was in uh, West Memphis, Arkansas, which is when you cross the the river into into Arkansas. <clears throat> it was a, a very sketchy area and. Uh, First thing I heard when when I went into the hotel was gunshots. Oh my gosh! So I was I I put my chair up to the door, like you do in the movies, and uh, and I just sat there and, and hoped everything quieted down. Uh, that was my first scary experience. Uh, once I went about halfway through Arkansas, I was tracked by a I, I want to say it's a rabid coyote because it was by itself. Um, there was train tracks um, that I had to cross because the map uh, let me down and put me in a position where I, I had to cross train tracks to get to, to my goal that day. Um, oh, so many others. It's just, it, I, I can't even go through all of them, but it'll all be in the book. So That's cool. That's so cool. And, and the experiences that you're just sharing and putting out there, it was cool to see, you know, you live streaming and saying, here I am crossing the river. And if I die, then well, at least it's documented. Here we go. And it, it was just so cool to see that. And so amazing that here you are spreading this beautiful message into the world and truly changing lives, I believe. Now for you, 
what was the end? We'll talk about a little, I want to talk a little bit about the takeaways from the journey in just a second, but what was that in stretch? Like those last five miles, because you, you put it all out there. You're, there was live stream and there was, again, so many people who flew in to walk it with you for you. What were, what was that in stretch? Like I was clear. I was focused. Um, I, I, I when I got to the pier, I felt like I was, I was surrounded by a lot of people. It, it turned very Forrest Gumpy. Um, <laughs> I remember, you know, when we started out that morning at 7, there was about 10 people with me. And every time I looked back, every mile I would look back, people actually joined as, as we continued walking. When I got to the pier, um, the Santa Monica PD was there, and they escorted us to the end of the pier. But by the time I saw that, the, you know, the wood planks and I saw the ocean in front of me, everything faded away. Everything was... I was just so content that I, I heard nothing. I was like at peace, and I just took off running uh, that last quarter mile. Wow. And and the only thing I could say when I when I finally touched that that last uh, post at the pier was I made it. Hmm. That, that's it. That's all I said. Wow, that's truly just remarkable. Truly remarkable, and it's so amazing and incredible to see this journey and just to see how far you've come and everything that you went through and had to go through for this even the difficult and dark times that you found this voice and you found this this passion sadly through these these dark times and you found a way to use your voice in, in hopes to help other people and you know, I can't even imagine the stories that you've heard from other people and the the messages that you've heard from others. I can't even imagine what that's like. But for you, what was your biggest takeaway from all this? Here you are walking across the United States. What is the biggest takeaway that you felt like you had from that? Um, always wear good shoes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Wool socks are great. Um, <laughs> and <clears throat> really, you know, to, to on a serious note, we... we we just need to take away that stigma. We need to we need to stop giving that word power. Uh, suicide is common. Suicide is actually something that a lot of people think about, yeah. uh, even if they don't act on it, even if it's just a fleeting moment right. uh, or a fleeting thought. Uh, they, it, it's a thought that happens, and and if we just talk about it and discuss it, when somebody does feel that way, they can reach out to more people, and those people can react accordingly. Right. Instead of letting them feel alone. Right. Um, I, I actually I remember when, when you and I started talking, it was because um, we had a mutual friend, which is how that works, right? Uh, uh, Alicia. Yeah. Uh, Woods and and um, and her story, and she was very nervous to be on the show, and I I had done a few interviews, and I, I still talk to her almost every day. So it's great. It's great to connect. It's great to network for a good cause. Yeah, absolutely. And I really, truly believe that if we take this stigma, not even just veteran suicide, but, you know, as you were talking a little bit earlier, every you know veteran is what speaks to you and your message. But even the word suicide, if we just if we take that stigma out of the word and stop 
you know, treating it as this, this horrible, scary thing that nobody should talk about and everybody should shut their ears and shut their eyes and that it doesn't exist and we can't see it if we can't hear it. That's so, it's the wrong direction. We're going in the wrong direction doing that. And if we talk about it and say, hey, it's, it's, it's normal to feel sad. It's normal to feel these things. But when they start becoming you and you start, you know, thinking about going forward with these thoughts, we need to have places and things that we know that those people can reach out to and find that help and find those people and and know that those people are going to be there to help treat them and help be there for them so they don't have to feel isolated they don't have to feel alone and they don't have to feel like they're crazy for feeling the way that they do as as most people treat them so for you what is your advice where do we where do we help people and how do we help people and how do people help themselves who are, are feeling suicidal and feeling this way yeah depression uh sadness uh, loneliness; those are those are feelings that we feel, uh, and 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 it's okay to feel that way, but it's not okay to let it overwhelm you, right? To become overtake you. you, right? Right? Yeah, and that, and that that's what happens with a lot of people, and they feel like they can't get the help that they need. But it's sometimes it's just simple; it's just as simple as making a phone call, sending a text message, just reach out because there are people that love you and care about you. You just need to be able to let them help you. Right. And to even find those people. And and I think that it's it's hard because people will find the courage to reach out to somebody. And then really it's so, and this, you know, has to go both ways for people who are listening, who is dealing with somebody who's suicidal. If they're reaching out to you, this might be the first time and this might be the only time that they're reaching out to you. And you don't have to have the perfect thing to say. Nobody knows the perfect thing to say when somebody's suicidal, but to be there to that for them and to listen to them and to just want, let them vent, let them get what's off their chest and be there for somebody and know that and let them know that you're there for them. That's what we can do as, you know, us be able to help other people. And if you're feeling suicidal and you reach out to somebody and it's not what you wanted or they didn't respond the way that you needed, then there are so many other people out there. There's so many other people out there who want to help and who need that, you know, want to be able to help you and reach out, continue to use your voice and don't get discouraged because there are people out there who want to love you and support you with everything that you're doing. Now we do have to take one more break. When we return, we're going to have a little surprise for you, Ernesto. I had a little surprise for you and we're going to talk a little bit about your future plans and what you're doing now. So stay tuned. We'll be right back with Ernesto Rodriguez. I am a barren land and it's all I can do to stand. I am thirsty. I am thirsty. Father, reach out your hand. I I'm Cassandra Perkins from Behind the Mask. I'm Alex Sheen, founder of Because I Said I Would. Alex, why are promises so important to humanity? You know, a lot of people don't think about broken promises as a humanitarian issue, but it really is one. Think about the people who you might know who say things like, I'll quit smoking, I'll lose weight, I'm going to volunteer more, but then nothing. 
you know, nothing about this downward slide about our culture and keeping promises, nothing about that is going to change unless there's something to change it. And that is what we are. Because I said I would as a social movement and nonprofit organization dedicated to the betterment of humanity through promises made and kept. We cannot make the world better if we can't keep our promises to make it better. I encourage people to check out because I said I would.com or Facebook.com slash because I said I would to learn more about our nonprofit and humanitarian effort. If you're a veteran of Iraq or Afghanistan, like me, coming home can be harder than expected. I felt a little out of place, but it turns out I wasn't alone. At IAVA.org, there's a free online community of thousands of OIF and OEF vets who've got your back here, just like they did over there. So now, I'm never alone. I can get the resources I need and talk to tons of people who understand where I'm coming from. Whether it's navigating the GI Bill or VA hospitals, managing the transition home, or meeting people you can share stories with, you'll find it at IAVA.org. Even if it's just everyday stuff, like getting tips on where to find a nice sweater for my dog. Did he just say that? Okay, maybe not that, but everything else. No matter where you are, Iraq and Afghanistan Veterans of America is there for you. Join our community at IAVA.org. We've got your back. Brought to you by Iraq, Afghanistan Veterans of America and the Ad Council. Have you ever been mad at your kids? I mean, really mad? Put yourself in timeout. Or have you ever suspected child abuse and neglect of a child you've seen? Call the Colorado Child Abuse Hotline today. That's 1-844-CO-4-KIDS or 1-844-264-5437. That's 1-844-264-5437. The kids can't wait. Call today. That's how you change the world. That's how you change the world. Welcome back, everyone. I'm joined over the phone with Ernesto Rodriguez. Are you still there, my friend? I am. Thanks again so much for, for being on the show today and, and talking about this incredible journey that you went on. It's truly remarkable. Now, I have a little surprise for you, just a little one. We got oh, David like We got David Hill on the line with us as well. David, are you there? I am. Hello, well, my friend. <laughs> How's it going? Now, going well, and I promise you I'm not stalking you. She came after me. I, I did. <laughs> Good. I'm <laughs> glad we clarified that. Yeah, absolutely. And it's incredible that, you know, you know, David himself, he's a veteran advocate with N22 in, in D.C. And to be able to see how this message, you know, even to talk to him and see how this message has impacted him is incredible. So, David, would you mind sharing a little bit about why this message was so important to you? Um, I missed the first part of the show because I'm actually at work right now, but I've, I've come down. I'm sure Ernesto probably touched on this in the beginning part, but I've lost friends to PTSD. Um, and uh, uh, through meeting individuals like Lieutenant Jason Redman, former Navy SEAL, uh, shot in the face and just seeing their missions, it's it's become my passion and my drive. Uh, and like you and I talked yesterday, Cassandra, it's all about paths crossing. I think paths cross for a reason. Um, that's how I met Ernesto. I've known, how long have I known you now? About three months? About three months, yeah. Yeah, got him about two two months into his hike, and this is somebody I guarantee I'll know for the rest of my life. Uh, we both believe in this mission. Uh, you know, before the break, you guys were talking about the stigma, and it is breaking that down and just getting the message out there and connecting people. And it's as simple, like you were saying, is letting people know that you care. Um, and that's one of the things that N22 does. 
You mentioned Alicia. Uh, I don't know if you know this or not, but she is now an N22 advocate as well. She runs N22 North Carolina. Yeah. She's incredible. Um, but, yeah, it, it, it's, it's about letting people know it's okay to not be okay. Wow. So with this journey with Ernesto, what, what, what is it that you have learned from this? Uh, it's all about connecting, connecting people and connecting people. Because I met Ernesto, this is how it went down. I posted one of my 22 push-up videos. And because of a Facebook algorithm, it said, hey, you might be interested in this. And boom, here's Ernesto. And I watched one of his lives. And I'm like, I got to talk to this guy. So I reached out to him. Get to know Ernesto. Through Ernesto, I meet Natalie Lopez. Uh, then I meet Linda Conrad. Then I meet Chico. And that's how I got pulled into N22. Uh, and I don't know if you know, Chico's the one who founded N22 and his son took his own life yeah. back in 2012. So it, it's, it's, it, 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 it's not one person that's going to fix this. It's, it's a whole bunch of people. And what Ernesto has done here has been a catalyst to connect a lot of the right people. Right. And to, to have that connection just through this message is so unique and so important to put out there. And you know, the, fact that, the fact is that we might not be able to stop this. And, you know, chances are we're probably not going to be able to stop this. But as a group, we can come together. We can rally together. We can connect people. And we can save lives. And we can find tools Absolutely. and help people deal with these things and, and get through these difficult times in their life. And it's, it's so cool. I mean, what was it? You went out for the, the last five miles, right, David? I did. How, yeah, what I did. was that like? Um, what was, was that experience? Really cool. I was listening to Nessa talk, and it, 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 he nailed it right on the head. I kind of equate it to, uh, uh, I'm going to date myself here, um, but the, the original Rocky movie when he was running through Philadelphia, and you know, every block he ran, there were more people behind him, and every time we turned around, there was larger and larger group. <laughs> and then when we hit the pier, and there was a big group standing there waiting for us. And I mean, I, I would say we started with about 12 people and ended up somewhere over 100. Wow. And it was just really wild to watch that and just also see the expression on Ernesto's face when he got there to the ocean. Yeah. I was very happy to be there. Wow. Truly remarkable. And it's so cool just to look at you two and see, like, this is one of the many, many connections that is forming just this overall message. So I thought it would be cool to bring David on and you know, have him share because, Ernesto, I know you don't like to toot your own horn too much, but it's it's truly your message that has brought this together and has brought people together and messages together. And not only that, but bringing people together has you know helped people be able to find those who can support them and who can love them and who can be there for them. So, David, thanks so much for, for coming on real yeah, quick. And no, I really appreciate you inviting me on to be able to say, hey, Ernesto, and, uh, I'm proud of you, dude. Uh, it was really good being thanks. there with you. Absolutely. Well, David, thank you so much. And you know, you're truly a remarkable person yourself. And I appreciate you calling in. Uh, I'm just a guy that does pushups. So. <laughs> <laughs> 22 pushups a day, which is pretty cool. Pretty uh, a little message in itself there as well. S spreading this incredible message. Thanks so much, David. I appreciate it. Yep. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. We'll talk to you very soon. Yep. Now, Ernesto, you are just truly a, a remarkable, remarkable person. And you are going to take this message and go forth with this. You're going to move forward with this message. And, uh, you know, you're going to write a book. You're going to motivational speak. You're getting out there. So would you mind talking about a little bit uh, what the process is now going to be like? Uh, I'm, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> Good I'm answer. A little, a little <laughs> uh, I, you know, um, I, I, I just wanted to send a message and I want to walk. Um, and like I said, it became so much bigger than I thought it would be. Uh, and a lot of people want to hear 
the experience that I had and the stories that I have. So I, I, I can tell a story all day, but I can't write. I've, I've never written before. So I'm co-writing with uh, a friend of mine, uh, Tim O'Leary, who's a very accomplished writer. And he, <clears throat> he and I were actually high school friends, and we had not seen each other for 17 years. Uh, and when I got to L.A., he offered a place to stay, and it was like being back in high school. It was, it was back into that routine of, of being friends, and it was amazing to experience that. Um, so right now we're, we're, we're working on the, uh, on the proposal, and then we'll, we'll push forward from there. But what I wanted to make sure I did was not make the story just about me, because this was about networking. This was about connecting. And I've met a lot of family members who have lost someone. So every paragraph, the last paragraph of every chapter, it'll be 22 chapters, um, will be a celebration of the life of somebody that we lost. That way, they can always be remembered. That way, when somebody does pick up that book, that name is not forgotten. Wow. And to, to keep that legacy going, somebody's legacy continuing and going forth and I think that's a huge honor, uh, not only to that person, but the families as well. The families who have to go through this time and, and deal with that as well is, is very difficult. I can't even imagine. So to be able to honor them and dedicate something to them and continue their legacy forth is a beautiful way. You know, a book is forever. It's it's in our hands. And to be able to continue that forth is so beautiful. Um, with motivational speaking, what are you hoping to, to get out there and really discuss and talk about? Keep educating, educate, educate, educate. If we educate, we can save lives because you don't know who's listening. You don't know who's in that crowd and you don't know what they're feeling at the time. Uh, sometimes they're, they're hiding their emotions. Uh, maybe if, if we keep talking about it and, and we build this platform, um, they can go back home and, and realize that they're not alone and that they can reach out for help. Absolutely. And to be able to reach out for help. Um, what would you tell somebody right now if they're listening and they are a veteran or they're just somebody who's struggling with depression or PTSD or anxiety or even having thoughts of suicide? What would you tell somebody who's, who's going through that right now? Reaching out is not a weakness. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people think it is, it is a weakness to ask for help. Uh, and it's not. It's actually a strength to have the courage to yeah. say, I have a problem That's huge. Uh, it, and it's hurting and I need somebody to, to lean on right now. That's, that's a strength that, that takes a lot of courage to, to do that. Um, so don't be afraid to just reach out and, and, and talk to somebody when you're in need. Absolutely. Use that voice because uh, if anything, you know, something I always say is if anything in the, if anything, if you lose anything, you still have your voice, you still have your message, you still have whatever's on your heart. So to be able to use that and to be able to reach out to other people is such a huge thing and such a test of your strength. And it shows true strength to be able to do that because in a time where you just, your natural instinct is to isolate yourself and to feel alone and to just want to get away to be able to reach out for to somebody is huge and there's so many so many resources available and you know the one right offhand is the suicide hotline for immediate people who are you know, immediately dealing with this right now which is 1-800-273-8255 or you can visit uh, veteranscrisisline.net and go there as well but to be able to reach out and have that voice you know such as you Ernesto to be able to reach out and take this and and 
use your voice. Not only, uh, you know, from my point of view, not only are you putting this out into the world, but you're also reiterating it in yourself too and saying, this is something that I'm dealing with. And that's what makes your story so special is you're saying, I'm only human. I'm still going through things. Let's go through things together and figure this out as a team and as a group and as a community. You are truly incredible and a remarkable person, Ernesto. Would you mind throwing out there again, your social media um, so everyone can stay in touch with you and get your book when it comes out. Sure. It's, it's at NerdNesto, N-E-R-D-N-E-S-T-O, uh, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And if you're, having, if you're having a moment where you just need to talk to somebody and you don't feel comfortable talking to somebody that you know, you're more than welcome to reach out to me. I always respond to the messages, uh, especially when somebody is in need. Wow. That's truly, that's, in, that's incredible. That's a test of true, true strength. Ernesto, thank you so much for coming on today and talking about your story. I appreciate you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. And we'll keep up to date and keep up with everything you're doing. I can't wait to see where you're, where you're going to be in the future. I appreciate you. Thank you so much, Ernesto. Let me, let me pray us out. Lord, thank you so much for you know allowing Ernesto to come on the show today and use his voice and talk about this incredible message. We know that uh, a lot of people have lost their life, and it's so so sad to hear you know the number twenty two every single day. So we pray for the families and people going through those thoughts right now that you would take them away. It's your in your name I pray. Amen. As always, thank you to Jorge for running my show. So amazing. And thank you to my family for always supporting me. Remember, love God, love people, and impact the world for Christ. We'll see you back here next week. Thank you for tuning in to Behind the Mask with Cassandra Perkins. To reach Cassandra or to learn more about her ministry and work, visit CassandraPerkinsRadio.com or look her up on Facebook. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.